Good morning. On this bowl of question crunch, Celine Serene, the eternal Halloween goddess, is here to answer questions about her performance at Midsummer Scream, Michael Jackson's choreography, and the anxiety of dealing with a talking pumpkin. <laughs> One of my favorite experiences at Midsummer Scream this year was uh, being at my booth and seeing we, we were right across from the stage. And I was really worried about that because sometimes the volume is too loud. I, I've been at shows where the volume is too loud and it is a distraction. But this show, everyone who was on stage, they attracted people uh, to come over to the stage and then come over to the booth afterwards. One of the performances is uh serene celine uh the eternal halloween goddess right i just want to make sure i got that right um at this point i'm just letting people call me whatever <laughs> okay afterward like because obviously i wanted like a cool name i started with the um i think i'm frozen by the way i hope that's okay <laughs> i think you're frozen too that's okay um i started off with calling it like the eternal goddess of halloween but then while we were there everyone kept calling me the queen of halloween and I was like, well, I'm honored. I'll take it. <laughs> I'm like, I won't call myself it, though. <laughs> I think it's just because we get stuck on a rhyme scheme. Yeah. Because you, you had Ian, you have all the Eans where I'm like, all right, cool. Serene Celine, the eternal Halloween queen. It just has a nice rhythm to it for, for all the Eans. Yeah, that's why I like the name because it rhymes with Halloween, so I can kind of like say whatever. Also, it rhymes with like stuff like Midsummer Scream. So like, even posting the video felt cool. It was like Celine Serene at Midsummer Scream. <laughs> yes. Into <laughs> it. <laughs> I, I I do dig a good rhyme as a as someone who you know grew up on Dr. Seuss. But uh, so we saw your performance, and your performance was amazing. Um, okay. and then when I went on Instagram, I couldn't find too much information because your uh, Serene Serene uh, Instagram doesn't have too many posts as of yet, as of yet, because we're, you're still growing. Yeah. Um, but then when I finally found your Instagram, I did notice that you have a very extensive and amazing background in performing. Um, Thank you. <laughs> well, you're, you're, you're an insane, well, I don't want to say insane, because that sounds like, a, that doesn't sound like a compliment. But what I'm saying is that you're an amazing acrobat uh, that I, when I saw like you do the series of backflips, I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I was a gymnast for like 14 years. Yeah, I love that stuff. <laughs> uh, so I guess, cause I was gonna ask you what got you into being a gymnast, but I really wanna start with uh, what first you got, what first got you into show business? Um, weird segue, cause it kind of was gymnastics. Um, so my favorite part of being a gymnast was my floor routine, because uh, I got to choreograph my own floor routine, and um, I would always do a Michael Jackson <laughs> floor routine, which is usually like Thriller or Smooth Criminal or Beat It or whatever, and I had posted a video of it on Facebook, I think, and I was like 13 years old. And an impersonator with a show in New York City contacted me and was like, hey, I want you to be a dancer in my show. I'd love you to choreograph some stuff for my show. Will you come to New York and audition for me? Um, and so I did and never really stopped from there on out. So <laughs> that's how it started. It was just like 
really young, 13 years old, trying to put together Michael Jackson tribute shows. <laughs> what is your favorite Michael Jackson move to do? Um, move or like? Yeah. I know it's a really weird question, but I, I have one for. <laughs> I have one specific no, that I think not, of. I love that question. Um, I would say, well, my favorite like piece of Michael's choreo is like this part of Smooth Criminal. Uh, it's kind of an iconic part. It's on the like digga 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 dun dun digga dun dun. I have a, I think I have a video on my Instagram of myself doing it into like a back handspring because I like would flip someone there in the live shows, and that that's my favorite little piece of choreo. It just feels really good to do. <laughs> My favorite one to do is, and you, you've got you see, you've got Thriller memorized, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, you know the part where, because uh, like it's it starts off with them w walking towards the uh, camera doing the neck twitches. Yeah. But it's the step right after the walking towards. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love doing that gesture. <laughs> the <laughs> the side. <laughs> That's. That's awesome. Well, I think because like a lot of people uh, do this bit, but I think that the steps are a lot of fun to do. Yeah, they're funky. Uh, Vincent Patterson choreographed that, who's like super jazz. So yeah, it was really cool. It's a really cool piece of choreo. Obviously it's iconic. I don't have to <laughs> say how great it is. Everybody knows, but yeah, I love the Thriller choreography. I love any opportunity to do it. <laughs> uh, do you get a lot of opportunities when it comes to like uh, the spooky season? Sometimes, depends on the year, but uh, yeah, for sure. And especially in like Michael shows, we always got to do Thriller. <laughs> I just know that uh, that's one of the songs that uh, as we, I mean, I feel like that song plays on the radio. I, I still listen to radio. I like listening to radio because it's a spontaneous thing. If I listen to my playlist, I kind of know what songs are on there. So I try to stick hey, to the radio. I know exactly what you mean. Like hearing a song on the radio that you love versus playing it on the computer two totally different things like you're out in public and you hear your favorite song it's like holy fuck but like <laughs> you put it on your house you don't care <laughs> you're like oh i have access to youtube i can listen to it whenever i want but you're right when you're walking around a store and it's like yes finally like i can actually enjoy life <laughs> that's actually like a core memory of mine is like because kind of loving michael was a thing that got me into loving halloween so like and I grew up in a time where it was, like, not cool to like Michael Jackson at all. So I would only hear it during Halloween. I'd be like, oh, Michael's on. It's Thriller. So, like, <laughs> core memory of being, like, out, like, at Halloween stores or, like, at Fright Fest or something and hearing Thriller come on and it being, like, the most euphoric feeling ever. <laughs> I know that when I'm driving and I do hear the beginning of Thriller, that is a really exciting thing. <laughs> I'll just start singing to it, and I think the only gesture that I do, because I'm, I'm driving, so I can't do the dance moves, because that's, you know, apparently dangerous when you're doing, when you're driving, but, apparently. uh, I mean, I do it, but, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you to confess to anything, holy, <laughs> okay, don't, don't take my advice, <laughs> <laughs> but see, uh, it's a door slam gesture that I, oh, like, I'll, like, I can, I can, let go of the steering wheel just for that bit. <laughs> I can manage a little door slam. I'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, that's safe. <laughs> um, so you, you went to do background dancing. Uh, you did the gymnast. You then post on Facebook and then did background dancing. Was it just like a slippery slope after that? Like did, uh, shows just kept on coming? 
Um, well, I did this one shot in New York for a while. That was like while I was really young, like from 13 to 16, I think. And then um, there was this show that I really wanted to be in uh, called Invincible. I knew a few people in it. It was like a big Michael tribute show. Like they had, you know, the, all the, the Jackson family would like sponsor it. And the choreo was really good. The dancers were really good. And I knew that if I got in it, it would make me a better dancer because I was self-taught. And I just thought that they were all so great. Um, and my best friend actually was taking photos for that show. So I went to a rehearsal once and she just kept telling the producer like, hey, you have to have this girl in your show. You have to just let her come to rehearsal, see your dance. And uh, he did, he let me come and I ended up getting in the show and Michael's choreographer joined that show. So I got to go on tour with Michael Jackson's choreographer and like work with him in the studio. And like, I have taken so much from that experience. Like I just remember knowing at the time, like I wasn't, you know, I was really young. I was like 16, 17. I wasn't a perfect dancer yet. I was self-trained. So I was always very nervous, but like, still to this day like i use things that he said while i'm working on stuff now like it's like i just like a forever giving experience if that makes sense and um yeah from after that i started making my own shows and just like exploring all different avenues especially after i moved out to la uh got to do a lot more cool stuff because i was living in jersey and i would you know i was really young and i was driving all the way to new york or all the way to philly i didn't really go to school i was just on tour for like the past two years of high school and everything uh so once i got out here i got to like try a bunch of new things and that was really cool because <laughs> i saw but some yeah, of the videos I guess the slippery slope like you said just like keep going with it <laughs> but i feel like when you said that uh it's a ongoing given experience i think that that is a good a good mindset to have because that means that you're just always even like on stage you're always absorbing what what information you could get from anyone that's around you and i think that's fantastic oh yeah for sure i love to you know learn from other dancers especially being michael's choreographer i was like oh <laughs> um so like i really ingrained like they're the best you know michael's dancers are the freaking best dancers so i like really wanted to ingrain everything you said into my brain <laughs> Was it difficult not nerding out? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, but he was so cool and so, like, real and personable. Like, at the time, I felt like some, like I would forget that that's who he was because, like, we'd, I'm from the East Coast, so we'd be in, like, Wawa. I don't know if you guys know what Wawa is, but it's, like, a convenience store. It's, like, a 7-Eleven on steroids. I miss it every day. Um, <laughs> but we would, like, be in Wawa, and he'd be, like, saying some random stuff and I'd be like wait you can do whatever you want like you're Michael Jackson's choreographer <laughs> like I'd like totally forget like thinking he's just this normal guy that I got to know and I was like wait I forgot you're the coolest person ever <laughs> now I'm curious because uh you're from the east coast um and they they, they got rid of this attraction a long time ago but I'm curious if you know about it. um have you seen the Captain EO attraction at Disneyland I wish. I, I mean, I know the whole, all the choreo from it. I have like a stuffed animal from that he used to have, like of the little creature he had on his shoulder. I actually made one of the costumes for an impersonator once, the Captain EO 
Um, okay, so you're familiar. I'm just. I I've always... never seen it though. It's never been in action when I lived out here. I wasn't, so I never got to see it. But I, I wish I did. I, I know of it. I've seen the footage of it, but I've never actually experienced the full ride. No. Totally. Yeah. It's it's it was it was a big thing. Like uh, uh, after he died, they brought it back to Disneyland, and I uh, I went and saw it a lot. <laughs> I know, and I remember, like, I had Facebook at the, I was really young, though. Like, I, Michael died when I was 12, um, so, which was shitty, because I obviously, like, when I was a kid, I really wanted to, you know, dance with Michael one day, but, um, yeah, so they had that when I was, like, 13 years old, and it was kind of hard to go all the way from Jersey to California <laughs> at that time, but um, I hope they bring it back someday, because I gotta, I gotta experience it. <laughs> I was I was just gonna say because like if you if you have not seen the footage I think it might still be on YouTube you could check it out but you said you've already seen the footage so you're good you're good yeah we I've actually like done a show once where we like recreated it on on stage like the like the whole video so I've <laughs> I'm into it <laughs> I know you're laughing is probably have the reaction to my face because uh, that sounds amazing <laughs> I'm really jealous of that. <laughs> I, I love the choreo in there. It's like very intricate and, and cool. I really like it. Well, because there's a lot of times where uh, someone will give me a compliment, like say something like, uh, oh, you're you're good looking or you're beautiful or something. And I'll be like, you think me beautiful? I'll quote the movie. And not a lot of people have seen the movie and they have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> I, I do the same thing. I do the same thing because I'm very awkward at accepting compliments. And I've said that to so many people and then they're like, okay. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> Sorry, I was trying my best to accept that and make it funny, but you don't know what I'm talking about, so I'm gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll do that whole bit where it's like I've got a gift for you, but not to see it, hear it, and I'll point and again. Yes, not yes. <laughs> <laughs> <The drama. laughs> uh, so what shows have you been a part of? I know you had said before we started recording that you, you there's too many to count, but that's how I was when I was scrolling through your your uh, social media that there's been way too many shows i mean that's what i do for a living so like any show i'll take me i'm there you know <laughs> so it's it's a lot of shows um but like i obviously really care about like the ones that i really have my my hands on the most uh, but like as far as just shows in general a lot too many to count <laughs> I feel like that's uh I, I think that that's a great way to that's a good answer just uh when I don't know as any artist if you got the money <laughs> I'll be there let's do it <laughs> yeah literally I'm like okay just send me the choreo I'll, I'll be there like a lot of times too like now because I've been doing it for so long like they'll be like okay there's this many rehearsals I'm like just send me a video I'll be fine <laughs> Like gas is really expensive right now, guys. <laughs> um, so, well, first of all, that's pretty amazing for like uh, someone who uh, you said yourself taught to be able to just watch a video of the choreography and you got it down. Um, <laughs> but you do a lot of you do a lot of this really cool handstand. I don't know the actual move, but it's on your Instagram. Um, and I was like scrolling through it. I was like, all right, cool. The heads, the handstand, handstand, handstand. But then you started blowing fire. <laughs> how does yeah. one how does one learn that uh that's not something you learn that's something you say i want to breathe fire in a handstand today and cool do it. <laughs> that's that's 
That sounds like the safest way to blow fire. <laughs> no, actually, I did do it kind of safely, though, when I did it in the handstand, because usually you use, like, an alcohol. But what people don't know is you can use cornstarch, and it won't ignite your your face or you're like, if you get like alcohol on your on your mouth, it could burn your lips a little bit. But if you're using cornstarch, it looks really sick in video because it's like also this added like chalk effect look and it and it won't blow back on you. So like the fire will stay where with on the torch you're blowing on and beyond, but won't burn back to your face. So that's how I did that one because like obviously with I was doing like a one-handed handstand and like trying to breathe the fire so you can't really uh I don't know like I, I just didn't want to like have to move like if I fell or something and have it like come back at me uh so yeah cornstarch it's, it's not enjoyable to have in your mouth but <laughs> it looks really cool <laughs> I think that that's rad I mean as someone who's not a fan of fire I don't want to do it myself <laughs> I'm, I'm more of a fan of staying on my hands, which I haven't done, but uh, <laughs> I'm more of a fan it. of playing with fire. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta try standing on your hands. I mean, once you do it, you're addicted. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. I don't know. I, is, is staying on your head the, uh, the gateway drug to stay on your hands? I gotta do that first? Um, I don't know. Well, like I said, I was a gymnast, so like I can't remember a time when I didn't stand on my hands. I, actually, I remember the first time I ever like hit the golden point of like, oh, I'm balanced. Like I specifically remember that moment of like, I can just stay here now. <laughs> what, I don't have to fall? Yeah, like I remember <laughs> feeling it cause like it, it, it's really all in your fingers, honestly, uh, to keep yourself up. And I remember feeling it the first time being like, oh, like I, this is how you do it. This is how you stay up. Or like walking, if you walk around, you, you won't fall because you can kind of like counterbalance which way you're falling. <laughs> I will be honest. I'm going to maybe try it, to, not tonight, but sometime this week because I've, I've got really good balance and I can balance objects. Nice. If you say it's all in your fingers rather than your palms, that might be what I need to know. It really is in your fingers. It's it's, And I always tell, because I teach people pretty often just like acro or whatever and they'll ask me questions about handstands that's why i always say I'm like it's in your hands it's really all all in your fingers like if you start falling forward you just you know use your fingers if you start falling back you kind of push down with your thumbs okay uh <laughs> and i'm being sincere here i think i'm gonna try it i <laughs> Highly recommend. I mean, maybe do it against like a wall for the first time. I know a lot of people use that because you can kind of just balance against the wall and then like push your feet off the wall to where you can kind of feel your like balance spot. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. The uh, what was the uh, the there's some there's some term for that. The middle point. The middle. The core. No. Core is a term. <laughs> uh, center of gravity, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Because usually when, like, if I'm balancing, like, a stick, if it's too short, the center of gravity is just really off. But if it's longer, I know exactly where it is, and I can tell what where it's falling. Oh, that's true. That's true. I never thought of it like that, but, yeah. <laughs> well, now that I know, it's again, I'm really impressed because I never really thought about it being in the fingers. I don't know. Every time I've tried to do a handstand, it's always been in the palms. But I think if I can feel the which way I'm leaning with my fingers, I think that that would be the key. Damn. Yeah, All right. open up your hands real wide. Like, like you're going to play guitar <laughs> and then plant them on the ground. 
Good to know. Uh, what would be the worst thing for a pumpkin to say as you carve it? Um, well, if a pumpkin is saying anything to me while I'm carving it, I'm concerned. Um, because like, what if it's a nice pumpkin and I'm like hurting it? Like that would be horrible. Uh, but I guess like the worst thing for it to say would be cut it out because that sends mixed messages. Like, do you want me to stop or do you want me to keep going? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> That's such a funny answer. You just don't want the, ambigu the ambigu ambiguity. Uh, I don't know if that's a word. You want to be able to know exactly what the pumpkin wants. <laughs> yeah, like tell, I, I, you know, I'm shocked, you're shocked. Just be straightforward with me. What do I need to do here? Is this like a Jack Frost situation? Do you need me to make you a body? Do you, like, are you gonna like wither away after Halloween? Like, are we friends now or are you evil and gonna take over the world? Like, I need to know. <laughs> I can't proceed until you until you elaborate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> precisely. <laughs> I was thinking that it was going to be a uh, uh, Jared Leto is going to be the next Batman. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> <laughs> uh, just like a personal painful thing. Like why? Why right. did you tell me that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, pumpkin, calm down. Don't don't go. Don't don't get me like that. <laughs> <laughs> Brutal. Uh, what has been one of your favorite, uh, not one, you can do as many mem favorite memories as you want. Uh, there's no limit to how many favorite memories I want to hear about, but what are some of your favorite memories from uh, from performances that you've had? Uh, I definitely have like a standout top three. Um, and I'll try to tell these concisely. If I'm going too long, be like, girl, you trailed off. We got to bring it back. <laughs> oh, um, this, is the, this is the podcast where you can trail off. We're cool. This is... I want to know more about the information. I want to know more about your experiences than anything else. <laughs> okay, well, then uh, I'll try not to trail off. Um, <laughs> um, so, or I will try to trail off, I should say. Um, so my, my like, I have three ones that stick out in my mind. And the first one, if I was going like chronological order, would be, have you ever heard of the Apollo Theater? Yes. Okay, so I had like grown up like drawing that on like the back of my notebooks and stuff. Like it's a very like cool looking theater. Um, and it was a last place that Michael Jackson ever performed live. Um, and it's weird that we're talking about this because of like the situation with why it was a last place. So basically they were in New York filming the 30th anniversary concert for him where uh, it was at Madison Square Garden. And he did like some random shows at the Apollo for some reason. And uh, I, I know this because Lavelle told me. I didn't actually know. And he told me the day before we played here, which was made me be like, oh my God. Um, and uh, so they were doing like some random one-off shows at the Apollo for some reason. And then 9-11 happened, which is weird that we're talking about this because the day we're filming this is the anniversary of 9-11. Um, yeah. But uh, that's a fun, sad coincidence. But <laughs> I, I was thinking that and I was like, how do I, I was like, I'm just going to have to tell it. And the coincidence, the sad coincidence is just going to have to be there. Um, but so 9-11 ended up happening and they didn't film like the last show at Madison Square Garden. So technically the last like live show that Michael did was at, it was in 2001, it was at the Apollo. Um, 
so I got to do a show there. I was 18. It was actually the day of my high school graduation. I didn't go to my high school graduation because I was like, guys, I'm playing Apollo tonight. Uh, and I got to dance in that show. I was talking about really the one called Invincible with uh, with um, Michael's choreographer in it. And it was just a surreal moment because I like had grown up watching videos from this place. And there's like a piece of wood there that like every performer had touched before they went on stage. And like James Brown talks about it and like all these like super iconic people that I really looked up to um, talked about it. So that show, like I remember being on stage and just like looking out at the theater and like just remembering a bunch of videos I'd watched of it as a kid and being like, wow, this is, this is a really special one. As someone who, as someone who has, who went to his high school graduation, uh, you didn't miss much. Uh, I would rather be at your show than graduate. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was really cool. I was really grateful. I, I got to be a part of that whole, that whole show and everything that I got to do with them. Um, and then my second, one that like really sticks out in my head too was I got to put a whole show together for the 4th of July at the Rose Bowl which <laughs> was crazy it was for like there was 70,000 people there um I choreographed the whole show I like made the costumes I made all the props I you know put the whole thing together and like uh that's the same place this is another Michael reference I didn't expect to talk about him that much but <laughs> I did. I did. I scrolled to your Instagram. I, I expected a lot of Michael Jackson references. <laughs> I hope it's not too much. Um, but Michael did the um, his performance for the Super Bowl there at that at that same stadium. And when I first moved to L.A., I was in my friend Pete's show, which was a Halloween show. It was called Ghoul Master. And they had like a thrift thing, like a big thrift what would you call it convention like outside of it uh, i think that would be a swap meet swap meet there you go <laughs> that's what they're called um yeah there was like a swap meet outside we were getting like props for the show at the swap meet and he's a huge michael jackson fan too he was an impersonator he was in that invincible show as well with me and um we were like we have to just go look in there like because we both you know seen the video we've been performed there a million times and and you know really loved it so we we're like we just have to go look in there and like feel the energy and like <laughs> see it in person so like get and i like remember doing that and being so excited just to look at the field so to have the opportunity to like put a whole show together like and then perform it at that stadium was insane and i just remember that that first moment of like walking out on stage and like seeing a whole stadium of people for the first time and it's it wasn't like i was just a dancer in the show like it was my choreo it was my everything it was so scary but also so awesome like i'm a nervous person. i get nervous to go to target so like <laughs> to bring myself to like go on a stage in front of that many people was like just a crazy moment for so many reasons and is definitely one of my favorite show memories. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm not even doing it and I'm already feeling the anxiety of making, making the sets, making the costume, making the props. Uh, yeah. Like when you said, oh, I did, a, I did the show, choreography, dancing, I get, but making everything else. That's nuts. That's a lot and of I work. I had like two weeks to do it. Two, oh like, no! Two weeks to make all of the costumes, make all the props. And I'm not talking like little props. Like 
criminals michael jackson live later and there's this giant sheet like i mean like 30 foot sheet and i was making like props so me and my other dancer could hold up like a 30 foot sheet like glow in the dark costumes like so much and also like pressure was that like michael jackson's sound man had offered to do the show with us so we had like all of michael's real tracks that he would use for his shows and like he was there watching what you know been on tour with michael for years and uh you know saw those shows so like i was like i have to do a really good job if he's gonna be watching and like my band was i don't know if you know the 80s band berlin yes they were like the band for the show so like everyone was so like you know i really respected everyone that was in the show so i was also nervous because of that <laughs> i was like okay i really have to like you know just bring it and and do you know really really good job with this and yeah it was it was very it was very nerve-wracking <laughs> Yeah, I, <laughs> this is the, we, we're not, we're not in it. It's a it's a past experience, but I'm still going nuts. Like that's that's, <laughs> damn. <laughs> and then like on top of it, I remember the so there's like different type of monitors for shows, and the type of monitors that they had for our, our show, there was no on stage monitors. So if you didn't have in-ears in, which like basically if you're a singer, a lot of times you wear in-ears and you can hear the track or a lot of shows like you can even look up like Kiss's in-ear, you know, uh, feed and it's like it'll have them like telling them like it'll have countdowns in there that like the audience doesn't hear and like cues and stuff or like tell you when there's going to be like pyro or whatever. And um, basically there was no on stage monitors and me and the other dancer didn't have in-ear monitors. So like 30 minutes before the show, I was having to like go through all the songs and literally like eight count the beginnings at like 20, there was like 28 counts for the first uh, song before we came on. So I was just sitting there on the side of the stage looking at her like while she's on the other side and I'm just counting out the eight counts until we get to 20 freaking eight counts so that we walk out at the right time when we can't hear anything. So. <laughs> Like, you could just, like, feel the floor to know if you were on. You could kind of hear, like, the cymbals from uh, from the drummer. And, like, yeah, so it was, like, everything about it was so nerve-wracking, but also, like, the most awesome experience ever. <laughs> I kind of feel like after you went through that, you're just like, yeah, I can handle anything. <laughs> kind of, yeah. But also, I still get so nervous. Like, for Midsummer Scream, I was so nervous. <laughs> You could ask my dancers. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I I don't think I have to. It's not a spoiler, but the audience was much smaller than the Rose Bowl. Yeah, I know, I know, <laughs> and and honestly, and then when I was gonna my next my next big favorite performance moment was Midsummer Scream, even though it was you know drastically smaller than anything like that. It was my first time doing my own show that wasn't a tribute show that wasn't someone else another artist that i was choreographing for or a show that was already written it was you know my, my totally own thing so that's why it was so nervous i was like are people gonna like me i i'd never sang before i was like are they gonna like my voice are they gonna like you know with michael jackson you kind of know like yeah some people are gonna like this uh, but when you're doing your own thing it's like are, are people gonna am i gonna be not spooky enough am i gonna be too weird am i am i you know you don't know <laughs> um but yeah i think that when because like i think that's the same way with anyone creating any kind of art that 
that's why fan art sells so much is because the nostalgia is already there. You're baking on something that an artist has already done. When you try to do something new, when you try and make an original character, it's stressful because you're trying something new and you're, you don't know how people are going to react to it. Yeah, that was why, like, so, you know, no matter how many people there are, like, it just depends on what you're doing. Like, there could have been five people and I would have been just as nervous. Um, just because I, you know, I loved it so much and I, and I have wanted to do it for so long that, like, I was so scared. I was like, what if I have, I'm watching people walk away or something? Like, I was so nervous that people weren't going to like it. <laughs> I feel like walking away is just going to happen at conventions. The worst part is whenever, like, I'll be working at a booth and a person comes up and they're like, I, sh I do my whole spiel to sell my comic and I don't know if they're going to buy anything, but I do the whole thing. And at the end, they say, all right, well, you know, I'm just walking around, so I'll be right back. And I'm like, no, you're not. You're not going to be right back. <laughs> Luckily, I didn't see too many people walk away. I think people were, like, shocked by what we were even doing. They were like, wait, what the heck is this? <laughs> I liked it. I liked the, uh, you know, I guess we can, because I was going to ask, uh, what was your favorite part of being in a spooky show? But I really want to get just straight into the show because um, the beginning, one of my favorite things about the beginning is it has a nice beat that gets the excitement going. Because one of my favorite Halloween songs I listen to is the time warp, the whole oh. bum, 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 bum. Yeah. And that's one of my favorite parts about your song is that when that starts up, I'm like, all right, cool. My energy is already getting up. Yeah, well, I'm so glad you like it. <laughs> <laughs> so, how did you get, like, how did you come up with uh, Serene Celine? Um, it's Celine Serene, actually. Everyone messes oh, it up. Oh, damn it. <laughs> um, but, how did I come up with it? Well, basically, I had, like, just gone through, like, kind of a hard time, which I feel like hard times birth art a lot. And I had gone through, like, I was I was really sad, and I knew that I needed to do something different. I knew I needed to, like, have my own thing. I'd always wanted my own show because <laughs> I felt like I always was coming up with, like, these these numbers and, and ideas in my head that I was like, well, where can I do this? There's nowhere, there's nowhere for me to even do this. And um, I remember I was on a drive with my friend, Ahmad, and we were going to Neverland to take photos and trees. Um, <laughs> that sounds fake, but <laughs> that's really what we were doing. And it's like a pretty long drive. <clears throat> and he was, we were just like, you know, talking, asking a bunch of random questions, catching up. And he was asking me like, what's your next show? Like, what's your next thing you're gonna do? And I was saying like, I really want to do something original, but I don't, know exactly what I want to do yet but I want to do music and I want to do like weird concept numbers and he's like oh, why don't you do like a theme park show and I was like oh my god a Halloween show I need to do a, I need to do a female Halloween show and he was like you need to do like Elvira like another Elvira type thing and I was like oh my god yeah and then I went home and just like you know, immediately started just writing everything down that I, I could think of to 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 put in the show because and even the show that you guys saw, like that's not the full show. Like that was just just one random, like very low scale number of it. Like it's a full like theatrical production, very like Rocky Horror Picture Show meets a rock show meets Cirque du Soleil. Like that's the vibe. 
but like obviously at Midsummer Scream, like on like a little stage where we had 20 minutes to break the set down and 20 minutes to put it up, like we couldn't bring a full <laughs> thing, but I was like, I just want to start it with something. Um, but yeah, that's how it came about was just, I just needed somewhere to like, to put, to put art. And I feel like Halloween is a place that is so open to everything. It's like, I can do circus stuff and original music and have a rock show and have crazy characters and, and theatrical things like Halloween is just so welcoming to anything. And I really love that. So, yeah. And I grew up loving a Halloween show. My, my friend, my friend Pete, who oh, I've talked about before that I did a Michael Jackson show at, he had a Halloween show called Ghoulmaster that was in New Jersey. And it was my favorite thing ever just to go and watch it because of like, you could just be so creative. And I, I really, really enjoyed that space. And yeah, it, I love it. <laughs> I saw some of the costumes that you wore for that show and that looked pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah, we actually did it out here in LA. We brought it out to the Hudson Theater on Santa Monica Boulevard. And yeah, I, I loved that. One of my favorite experiences ever. Obviously, I love Halloween and dancing and it was a Halloween dancing show. So I, I just really loved that. Have you seen a Re Repo Man, the genetic rock opera? No, it sounds like something I would like. <laughs> I think you would. I think you should really look into it because the uh, writer of that of that play, well, Okay, so the writer is the Grave Robber, and the Grave Robber is a character, he's like the narrator throughout the whole show. Uh, it started, I'm trying to remember exactly the order, but I think that it started off as a comic book, and then he moved it to a play, and then eventually got popular enough that he made it into a movie. And this one driving force, this one guy, kept on wanting to make sure everyone got the story that he created. And so... Hearing you say that you have this whole performance, and it's not just a short performance that was in Midsummer Scream, that you have a whole performance, a whole story. Yeah, um, yeah just keep on rocking it, keep on working on it, and that, that that sort of stuff gets a following. And if you keep on uh, letting people know that that thing exists, it'll just build up by word of mouth. Yeah, I really hope so. I, I would I would love to like. Yeah, I really love it. So it'd be so cool to do do something like that you know and and have other people enjoy it and the long-term goal is to you know do a new show every year do it at a theme park um we've already talked to quite a few theme parks uh but we're still trying to figure out like exactly what we want to do um but yeah i really want to have like a big brand around it where we make like really uh well-made spooky merchandise like 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 beautiful makeup that's gothic you know what i mean like not just like horror themed or spooky like almost like gaudy but like in black and like just made really beautifully like stuff you'd imagine like a gothic princess would have on her nightstand like i i want to have stuff like that for girls that because there's you know there's there's stuff like that for you know everyone else but there isn't as much for you know the spooky gals out there so i really want to make like a whole thing around it and uh yeah and continued like just doing merchandise and shows every year would be would be really really cool and making more music i really love making music that that's been an awesome part of it and yeah choreographing would be really cool <laughs> have you uh thought about like doing like different photo shoots for october because we want to make sure that uh 
October, we hit, I, I, I'm saying we as in I'm part of your show. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I just want to make sure that a lot of people see what you have to offer during October because I do, th I, I, I want the full show to happen because I want to see <laughs> the whole story. <laughs> I know. I mean, I'm so bad at social media. I've been trying so hard. I know I'm still like not good at posting, but like I'm definitely for October going to be really, you know, on doing photo shoots and, and posting more things as a character and uh, more like launching some of the merch because we have some of the merch that's like started. Uh, like we have these t-shirts um, that they're like a play on Playboy, but it's Playboo. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, so we have those, and I'm I'm doing a shoot on the 15th, which is like in a couple days. That's supposed to be like a mixed media shoot where like they like draw the background. And it's gonna be all Halloween, and uh, like put me into it in some way, which I'm really. I hope it comes out really cool. It sounds like it's gonna be really cool, and then on top of that, like I'm just gonna do a lot of shoots myself too, and because. Why not? You know, <laughs> and I feel like nowadays you have to, which like I'm so awkward. So like it's hard for me to do it, but I, I do really enjoy like the the finished product of like a photo that's kind of like art, but like actually taking them and stuff makes me kind of nervous. <laughs> it's it's strange telling anyone who doesn't do any kind of content how frustrating it is when you just want to make the content. You don't want to advertise for it. Yeah. I know. I'm like, can I just do the show? Do I have to take a million photos of myself? Can I can I write the like, song? Post I just consistently. Want, I just want to write and sing the song. I don't want to make a reel. Oh, I have to do a TikTok. What? I think I'm so my song comes out the the first release, the first the one that we did at Midsummer Scream comes out on the 13th um, of September, and I think I'm gonna do like a Halloween dance challenge. For like TikTok and stuff, where where we do uh, some of the choreo, which I think would be cool. Halloween dance challenge, why not? Um, so hopefully people do it. <laughs> I I can't promise I will do it because I don't <laughs> dance, but I might try just for you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'd be honored. I don't know if it's doing anything really because uh i think everyone will just watch it i'm like what is jimmy doing <laughs> i know even when i like came in when i hired my dancers for midsummer spring when i first got in there and i showed them the choreo i was like they were all a little like whoa <laughs> i didn't i was like okay so it's a little fast but trust me once you get it like you'll just feel it and it'll be really cool <laughs> Well, it's fun. It's, and it's, they all it, ended up really loving it. So <laughs> it, it's it's fun. It's silly, and I I that's also one of my favorite things about Halloween is just about the Halloween and the spooky community. It's just there's a lot of movies that are just silly and don't yeah. take yourself too seriously. Just enjoy some nonsense for a bit. I love that, and I love that about Halloween too. It's just such like a I don't know, just a free for art holiday, if that makes sense. Like whatever you do, Halloween welcomes it. <laughs> yes, I will. Uh, it's funny because like uh, I feel like there's two times that you said if that makes any sense, but it's funny because the phrases that you've said make absolute make complete sense. Because uh, <laughs> I agree that Halloween is just like uh, I told people that there's no. Um, 
it feels like there's no competition. There's not so much ego in the spooky community because everyone just wants to see more spooky stuff. Yeah, I really like, like, it, I like that, which I was so scared. I was so nervous. I was like, what if they hate me? <laughs> It's like, what if the spooky people don't like me? But <laughs> very welcoming and had a really, really good response to it. So that was that was awesome. How did you? Because I think that your first one was with uh, the season screamings, right? Oh yeah. So basically, that wasn't like for my thing at all. That was just like my friend Pete actually had messaged me and was like, hey, they're looking for someone that can do spooky choreography for this thing. And I was like, oh, perfect, yeah. And I messaged David Markland, who was the guy who was looking for someone. And you know, I just got in contact with him and I was like, yeah, totally, I'll do this. And I, I definitely went way more over the top than they wanted, which I did not know. I didn't, I was like, I thought you guys wanted me to go hard, like, I don't know. I'm like, I don't, <laughs> so I had like a whole black light number, like brought my own lights and everything, but then they didn't turn the lights off on the stage. So I had to like modify it last minute. It would have been way cooler because I had stuff like popping out that you couldn't see, like people in, in, in full black where you couldn't see them and like floating parts and everything. Um, yeah, so I guess I went I'm a little too, a little too intense, <laughs> but um yeah, that that was why I did that was because they had reached out to me and were like, hey, can you make a spooky dance number? And I was like, hell yeah, I can make a spooky dance number. I actually have a whole spooky show if you want. <laughs> I'm so bummed they didn't put you in Hall of Shadows. I know, I know. And you know what's sad is we had talked on, I had talked with a bunch of different people because they just told me I had to have these meetings and stuff about the stages. And I originally had two shows in a room that was going to be dark and then two shows in a room that in in where you where you saw me and uh, it ended up being more than that we ended up doing three shows and then two shows each day we did three shows the one day which was intense um <laughs> but uh randomly like when they launched the app it just said that we were at show floor stage so i like contacted them and was trying to like figure out I was like hey like because we had the, this crazy lighting that you couldn't even see, like really cool lighting effects that that uh, were done for the show that my boyfriend Hayden did, and uh, you couldn't see them. Um, so I, I thought that we were um, going to be doing, you know, some of them in this dark room, but then they posted on there it's just a show floor stage. So I was like trying to contact people and be like, hey, we have these really cool lights. Like I, I'd love everyone to see them, and they're like, yeah, nope, it's what it is. And I was like. <laughs> I was just like, okay, <laughs> me and my weird stuff will just go, <laughs> fine. When, when you release it on the 13th, it, will it be the midsummer performance or will it be so that we can see the lighting? Oh no, just the songs coming out. So like on Spotify. Okay, so okay. Just in time to add to all your Halloween playlists, <laughs> if you want. It's going, it's going on my playlist. That's going to happen. Um, <laughs> I, I have I'm I'm formulating my Halloween playlist as we speak just because uh, I I feel like a lot of times whenever I go to Halloween parties or something the song it'll be, be really high energy and then just die because a really slow song is on now um, right because right. some spooky songs are like more like weird and chill but they're not yeah <laughs> because like uh on my playlist I even added weird science because I like Boingo Boingo and I like the song weird science 
but that song is long and very repetitive. Yeah, but it's so good. I mean, it, it really <laughs> Dead is. Man's Party, oh man, I love Dead Man's Party. Well, Dead Man's Party is perfect. That is a perfect song for Halloween. <laughs> that actually, like when we were making my song, like I kept thinking of that song, like just, I know it doesn't sound like it at all, but like there's certain moments that just like the quick, like, because Oingo Boingo has like that, whereas ours is, so it's like, got a, got a similar, it gave me a similar, like excited Halloween song feel. <laughs> I think that's a good approach because uh, even that hum from uh, Dead Man's Party, uh, as you were doing the rhythm, it reminded me also of the intro to Beetlejuice, like the whole, when, the opening creds when they were uh, panning over the, uh, the model of the town. And yes, I mean, it's, it's still, that, yeah, that was Danny Elfman, so that makes sense. It absolutely makes sense, and I think that that's a good approach for you to do. Uh, I, 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 your song is definitely gonna go on my playlist. That's gonna happen. Oh, um, definitely gonna be making more, more like pop rock spooky songs because I feel like there aren't a lot of like pop spooky songs. But I, I'm, I'm like an '80s '80s rock soul at heart, so like it's gotta have a little bit, <laughs> a little bit of rock in there. But yeah, I just wanna keep making weird Halloween songs. <laughs> I remember an, a friend of mine, they were singing, they were singing Christmas songs. And I was like, uh, no, sir, this is October. You only speak, you only sing Halloween songs. And he's like, what Halloween, what Halloween songs are there? And I started going down a list of all the spooky songs that you could be singing instead of Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I get so offended when the, like Christmas stuff is out instead of Halloween stuff. I went to Costco the other day. There's two full rows of Christmas trees. And then like in the very back corner, there's two like bulk of only two costumes and then just candy. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I was like, I can't be in here. I don't feel welcome. <laughs> really? Cause like, if you if you hit up Joanne, uh, Joanne, Michaels, and uh, I even hit up uh, Bed Bath Beyond. And uh, they've, they, I feel like they've upped their game in Halloween because a lot of the decorations are not so much, I don't want to say childish, but it just feels like it's much more mature and stylized. I know what you mean, and I'm obsessed. Right? <laughs> yeah, like that goes back to what I was saying before about wanting to make more like spooky stuff that's like really well, well made. I've noticed that there's some things coming out that I'm like, oh my God, yes, especially after like COVID and everything, like there was no Halloween stuff like, anywhere or like not nearly as much as usual so like this year i feel like stores have definitely gone hard <laughs> that is a valid point i think i'm going to re uh, rephrase my sentence as far as uh spookiness being more mature and more stylized i think that uh the gothic genre is being more respected more taken more seriously yeah it definitely seems that way well, either that or they realize that there's money in it or something. <laughs> Capitalism makes the world go round. Because I feel like Bed Bath & Beyond probably doesn't care as much as I want them to. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Bed Bath & Beyond. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they are the Beyond, though. So they should have good Halloween stuff. You're going to have and Beyond in your name. You better have the Beyond, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Don't do false advertisements. <laughs> I think it was Joanne. I think it was Joanne Fabrics that I saw a giant skull, like a giant classic skull that was as big as my torso. And I'm like, mm, 
where would I put it? But I want it. <laughs> I, oh, I feel that way so often with the big Halloween decorations. I mean, I, can you guys see me right now? I don't think you can. Uh, you're frozen for me. I don't know about Angie. Yeah, well, I have like this, my coffin from the show. I've just, I was going to like put it with like all my other gear and stuff. And I was like, oh my God, I can't. So now I just have, I have like a little dance studio in my house where like I, I do all my work and I have it like in the corner right here now and it's so big it's so massive it does not fit in a room but I just can't bring myself to like cover it up and put it somewhere else like I, <laughs> I need to have it out <laughs> but it's like it's way bigger in real life than it looks on the video like I don't know if you saw the video from Midsummer Screen that I posted on YouTube but like it looks small but this thing's huge it's like eight feet tall it's it's big she's big um i i assumed it was big you you fit in it like you you uh, it doesn't look it, i think it looks small as far as when you're staying far away but you actually went in you know comfortably it wasn't like something you had to squeeze into yeah it's it's huge i laid in it the other night i had like dental surgery two days ago and when i got home for some reason my comfort idea was to like put a bunch of pillows and blankets in my coffin and watch youtube videos on my laptop so i was just sitting there in my coffin just like by myself <laughs> that sounds really amazing <laughs> i was like it's more than just a prop <laughs> no but i'm, I'm now i'm thinking now I'm thinking if I made a coffin coffee table that I can just take the lid off and have like a comfy kind of place, like put in the cushions and whatnot, that sounds delightful. I highly recommend. Because <laughs> it would just it would just be like this snug little comfy place. Ah. Oh. It's actually it, like pretty big. Like it didn't feel like small, honestly. Um, but yeah. So highly recommend getting yourself a coffin. <laughs> I. <Pretty> I cozy. <laughs> I've told people that when I die, I don't want to be put in a coffin because I'll be jealous of my body as it decays in a coffin. <laughs> oh my god, brutal! I, I don't get to enjoy the coffin, so you're right. I think I should give. I should. I think I should buy a coffin to enjoy while I'm alive. Right, right. and like mine's a toe pincher, which I feel like is way cooler than like a regular coffin. I'm like, no, like this is aesthetically spooky, and I love it. And, <laughs> and I'm just gonna use it for you know cozy late nights <laughs> when i want and you know for shows when <laughs> when i need it you're gonna build in a snack drawer in the coffin just so you, you have this thing they can lay in <laughs> oh my god yeah i mean yep there is a trap door in it i won't tell you where but why why <laughs> i mean if you notice no one saw me go in or out of it you just saw me come out of it close me back in I know the, the the full show has a lot of magic in it too. Um, okay. We have, no, we that's have this a... guy from um, he was on like America's Got Talent, Penn and Teller Fullis, a bunch of those shows. He has uh, and on Kimmel, he has a show called Magic Rocks, and and he's gonna do when we when we do the big show, he's gonna do some illusions for us with it, uh, <laughs> like make some grand illusions. But I love magic. I do magic shows a lot actually. I do like the assistant role in a bunch of um, like traveling magic shows around California. So I was like, I have to have magic in the show. So that was my my little first magic thing that no one even noticed, but. <laughs> no, but that's a that's a good thing. Cause like I, cause I was busy selling out my booth. So I didn't really pay attention to when you got on stage. I just remember you would always walk out of the coffin. So yeah. having the magic aspect is pretty cool. Now that I think about it, I just didn't see that first part. Yeah, so some people afterward would be like, where did 
where'd you go? Like, <laughs> because like, and then I would have, my best friend was there. She like flew all the way out from Ohio. She was like breaking up the stage and, you know, breaking down the stage, I mean, and setting it up every time. And they'd be like, so I saw them like take everything down. But were you in there the whole time? Like, what? <laughs> I was like, can't tell you. It's magic. <laughs> Ah, I'm so glad that you've been on this podcast because there are, I, I feel like there's a lot, I wish, Thank no. Thank you for no. having me. I was so nervous, but. <laughs> well, well, I was going to say, I wish you were better at social media, but no, I'm not going to wish that upon anyone just because social you media is. I, a, I, I will be better. I will be it, better. I but it's a headache. I need to think of it differently. I need to think of it as more of an art space because sometimes I think of it as like a weird, I don't know, social media is just weird. It's hard it to, is. Me, to fully wrap my head around it. Like I, I wrap my head around it, but I'm also like. But do I want to spend my time on this little earth, you know, that I just so happen to have the chance to be here, like, dealing with social media, like, posting and things that aren't, like, real? Like, that's not, I don't know. But then I'm also like, okay, but that's how it is now. Like, if you're an artist, like, you have to do this. So I just need to, like, give it a new space in my head where I'm like, this is an art space and not think of it as like this weird thing that controls our society because it kind of feels like that sometimes. Like, and I hate uh, like just like being on my phone too much. Like I'd rather just like be, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, no, it totally makes sense because it's a, it's a headache. It's, it's, so the reason why I say I want you to get better at social media because there's a lot of stuff that I did not know you do as far as being in magic shows. That's amazing. I, I feel know, like I don't the, even post about it. <laughs> the, the, the photo of you standing on one hand and blowing fire is, that's, what the hell? But I feel like doing that is more impressive than posting on Instagram every week. Like, yeah. I... I get so frustrated because social, you're right. Social media runs the world and you're just like, oh, I don't want to do and that. Like, I just want to blow fire. <laughs> yeah. And what bothers me about it too is like, I, and this is even on stories. Like if I post something that I worked so hard on and I really care about, it's not going to get that many likes. But if I post a selfie, just a selfie, that's going to get so many likes. And that breaks my soul for some reason. I'm like, what? Like, what, why can you like this, but you can't take the time to, like, like my art thing that I've worked five years on? You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. oh, damn. But I also get it. Like, that's just humans. But I don't know. I guess it just bugs me a little bit. Yeah, but it, it's, it's I don't know. It's the same as, like, uh, um, if I if I make, like, a good joke and I'm like, oh, this is so clever. This is awesome. And someone will be like, ha, the character farted. I'm like, no, but... Did you not read the rest of the stuff? I put a lot of work into that. Oh my god. I know exactly what you mean. And then also like just being on like your phone. Like I feel bad when I'm on my phone. I'm like, oh man, because like, it, it like sucks time out of you. The, oh, I have a, the best way to describe it is my boyfriend's niece. She's three years old. Um, we just went and saw them, like spent a few days with them. They live in Connecticut. And when my boyfriend was on his phone, she kept going. Uncle Hayden, you're frozen. And I was like, my brain was like, I was like, that's the realest shit I've ever heard. And it came out of a three-year-old, like, <laughs> that just, and that's so true. Like, and now when I walk around on like 
you know, anywhere in LA, there's a lot of people. I'm like looking around, like everyone's frozen. Like everyone just has their head down their phone. I'm like, you guys aren't even looking. Like there's really pretty trees out here and stuff. <laughs> like, but y'all are like frozen on your phones. Oh my God, I can't unthink about it. <laughs> That's depressing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't mean to be depressing. It's, it was definitely, you could look at it a positive way too. Of like, if you feel like you're on your phone too long, put it down and go do something that you haven't done in a long time that was maybe fun when you were a kid and then, you know, makes you happier. Because I feel like it is depressing to be on your phone all of the time. Maybe that's just a personal preference, but like sometimes you gotta go play with Play-Doh or something. <laughs> that's that's true. I've told a lot of people that whenever I say, I, I've, I've often mentioned to people that Art can be very therapeutic, and you don't have to make any masterpiece. You can just draw something really stupid, like draw a turtle. Turtles yeah. are fun. Just draw it. I love turtles. <laughs> Who doesn't love turtles? Turtles are awesome. <laughs> They're kind of the best. Like, I don't I know feel, why. I mean, you just look at a turtle, and it's just, like, euphoria, like, just happiness. I don't know why. <laughs> I, I feel I feel like if I ever met someone who doesn't like turtles, like, I don't care if you are neutral about turtles, but if you say that you don't like turtles, I'll be like, you know what, we can't be friends. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> <laughs> My dad's favorite thing is to quote the kid from the video that had, like, the zombie face paint. And the, the lady's like, you got a nice face paint job there, Jonathan. How are you? How, how was the fair? Did you enjoy it? I like turtles. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're yeah no that's that's now a new red flag in my life uh <laughs> if if someone says anything negative about turtles i'm out <laughs> oh what God. words of advice would you give to someone who does want to start because like you have a long list of really unexpected talents that most people are just on their most people are on their apps when they could be re researching and doing handstands, they could be researching how to blow fire in a safe way. They want to, no one has to do that. I just like those weird things. <laughs> yeah, but what, 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 what words of advice would you give to someone who wants to try something new but might be too intimidated by it? Um, the best advice I would give is that from a personal preference, I'm always scared to do everything. I'm always nervous. I always think that everything's gonna turn out bad. Um, but when you feel that, don't let it stop you from doing it anyway. Like magic happens right at the end of your comfort zone. So as soon as you start to feel uncomfortable, that's when you know that you're doing something really cool or really special or you're learning. Because um, if you don't put yourself in those, in those situations, then you're never gonna be able to grow and you're gonna look back and wish you at least tried, you know? Like, and I, I think that all the time, like there's so many moments before I'm about to go on stage that I feel like I'm gonna throw up. Like <laughs> I'm terrified, but I'm like, but that's how I know I got to do it. Like all those silly little sayings are like, if your dreams don't scare you, you're, they're not big enough. Um, it's it's very, it's very true. And there's so many times where I could have, I could have been, you know, just backed out and been like, this is too terrifying. I'd rather just stay comfortable that I don't want to do this, uh, but, you know, I would have regretted it for sure. Like, and it never goes away for me, at least. Like, I'm never not nervous. Like you said, you're like, how would you be nervous on Midsummer Screen when you you do shows for seventy thousand people? I'm like, uh, it it's just always it's always nervous. It's always nerve wracking. It's always scary to put yourself out there. But 
it's something also really magical and you could inspire other people to, you know, do things that maybe, you know, like you're saying that they're scared to do. Um, so that would be my best advice is to when you feel scared, that's how you know to keep doing it. That's how you know to try it because yeah, it's always going to be scary if it's something worth doing. <laughs>